You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. This episode of Baking to the Bee Movies is brought to you by Nobody. Come on, HelloFresh, you sponsor literally every podcast, and this is a podcast about cooking. You give food, they give you a recipe with the food you got from HelloFresh. Come on. on whether we do an original movie or the remake. If you say the remake, you are fired. Really? <laughs> you are never allowed in my house ever again. Do I still get like royalties and stuff off of the name Breaking to the Bee movies? Or? <laughs> do you get royalties now? I mean, that HelloFresh subscription thing is coming right around the corner. I can feel it. <laughs> right. So um, the original of this movie is not good. Right. But at least it makes sense. Right. This movie has nothing to do with anything, and it was absolutely atrocious. Listen, we listen. We, we have a track You're here. You're fired. We ha- get, get out of my house. <laughs> we have a track here where, you know, we had the option of doing the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or we could have done Texas Chainsaw 3D. And I said... Well, we did do Texas exactly, Chainsaw 3D. Exactly, exactly. We did Texas Chainsaw 3D, and guess what? It was fucking awful. But it was fun. This was fucking awful. At least that movie, like, was fun to watch. This one was just like, well, I feel like a, a couple of points in my IQ just dropped. You didn't enjoy listening to Jensen Ackles' super comically deep voice? I don't think it's that deep. It's ridiculous. Also, I love deep voices. I do so. too, but it's it, it felt very put on. <laughs> it felt very forced. Maybe, he's, maybe he was trying to sound broody. Maybe. But it didn't no. work. <laughs> and I have nothing against Jensen Ackles. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, he's alright. But... The fact that I was like, "Hey, we never discuss on which one of the which version of this movie remake. we're gonna do." And what I did, and I literally tried to argue. Remake. I'm like, "We should probably do the original 1981 remake." Remake. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> today's movie. What? 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 We're getting as soon as I kick Ashley out of my damn house. Well, we're gonna do the episode, and then I'll I'll leave. You know what? I'll leave on my own. <laughs> I will take my, I will take the dish that I prepared for you today, and I will leave on my own. Anyways. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you guys <laughs> like so much. Shaking in anger. Oh my God, I can see it. <laughs> Sitting right next to you, I can see it. Thank right. you guys so much for being here today. Truly means the world to us. 
it, you know, it makes me feel good that at least I'm appreciated by someone out there. Somebody appreciates my... It's not me. I know, but somebody, <laughs> somebody out there appreciates my taste in terrible movies. Somebody, somebody gets it. That's all that, that's all that matters to me. Uh, yeah, you guys are listening to Baking to the Beewalk. We're going to keep this argument in. We're keeping it in. Oh, it's going to stay in. It's going to go through the entire episode. I literally was pounding my head. And even, so I'm watching this movie yesterday, right? And I've seen it before. Actually, I think we saw it in We saw it in theaters, yeah. yeah. And Long time ago. Andy comes home and I'm like, oh, I just finished that, you know, travesty that Ashley's making me watch again. I'm like, so... Feel, you know, lucky that you didn't have to sit through that bullshit. <laughs> you know what? We had fun watching it in the theater because it was so bad. Did we? We did. I we feel did. like I walked out of there and I was angry and I was just smashing, like, things. <laughs> kicking things on your right? way Right? Like, kicking the trash cans. <laughs> um, well, before we get into it, before we get into why you're, why you're so, so angry with me, um, again, my name is Ashley. Steph is sitting beside me shaking with rage. Shaking. <laughs> Trembling with rage. We could have done something so much better on the same line. Listen, this is coming out right before Valentine's Day. Our options are well, actually, no, not that limited. We, yeah, there's actually quite a few. Options I phoned it in. I totally phoned it in this week. It's a little on the nose <laughs> if you ask me about whatever. Um. <laughs> so anyway, be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> how do you how do you go from like us yelling at each other to by the way, like and subscribe? I think and you did it pretty good. Follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Baking to the B Movies and Twitter Baking to B Movies. Um, Steph, before we get into this. Before we get into this movie, because I do want to get into it. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Like, well, we're going to have to get into it. That's our job. Um, let's talk about the recipe from our season three premiere a couple weeks ago. Mm, uh, season three premiered with, with Mosquito. It's a great movie. Super fun. Um, you made those amazing cheeseburgers that were inspired by both Mosquito and the menu. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You know what? Ralph Fiennes would have loved that burger stuff. He, he would have, he yeah. probably would have yeah. loved that burger. And Annie Taylor Joy. Because the way she's eating that burger in that movie. She's like, Well, you know, my eyes might have been larger than my stomach at that point, so I'm gonna need a to go box. I love it. Yeah, you should really watch it. I gotta watch and it. And anybody who's listening, if you have a chance, watch the menu. It was pretty good. Um I I ate that burger like Anna Taylor Joy. <laughs> like just massive like in your face. Just, yeah. The burger covers the entire half of your face. Yeah, it was just <laughs> eyes, eyes the it's kind of some of my nose and then burger. Mm-hmm. Burger down mm-hmm. to the beginning of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to normalize eating burgers and pizza on major holidays. I'm... I am so sick of turkey. I am so sick of ham. I love ham. My family, I... do- my family does Chinese food now. We just, we can't be bothered. Well, that's good. But like anything else, I'm sick of it. So yeah. I think, you know, there should be a Thanksgiving pizza. You know what? I'm in Christmas that. burgers. Christmas burgers. Thanksgiving pizza. Yep. Easter. Oh, yeah. What should we do for Easter? Mm. Carbonara. <laughs> I love a good carbonara. Um, chicken yeah. wings. You know what? Chicken, you wing. chicken, chicken wings. wings. Chicken yeah. wings. Um, so, guys, again, thank you for being here with us today. Steph, thank you for those burgers last week. I know that you're pissed. 
you're mad at me because when we were coming up with the schedule for the season, I was like, let's do this because this episode's going to come out right before Valentine's Day. We should do a Valentine's Day themed horror movie. You had consulted with me kind of after the fact. We both agreed to like, oh yeah, let's do this movie. We're going to do this one. And then However, you, we did not discuss what which, version. Which version. Yeah. And then when you messaged me to see which version I wanted to do, I was adamant about this one because it's and fucking I, bad. <laughs> Tried to argue. Well, the first one's bad too. Yeah, but this but one's I worse. Tried, yes, and that's what pissed me off. Listen, when listen when you when you have something in front of you that's bad, and you have something that's in front of you that's worse, and you have to pick between the bad thing and the worst thing, what's going to make for a better story? <sighs> the worst thing. And I I went into this thinking, what's the, what is the audience going to enjoy more, a bad thing or a worse thing? They're going to enjoy the worst. They're gonna, they love our suffering. They relish in our suffering. If you relish in our you, suffering, hit you, us up on social media. <laughs> you relish in my suffering. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you relish in our suffering, hit us up on Twitter or yeah. Instagram. Yeah, let us know how much you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> right. Let us know other ways that we can we can suffer for your entertainment. Right. Um, so this movie, like you said, we saw this in theaters. I laughed my way through it, which is kind of why I was like, let's just, let's revisit it. It's been... It is laughable. It's been over 10 years since we've seen it. It's an older movie. It's early 2000s. Um, Steph, do you want to tell the audience? Early 2000s? This was 2009. My Bloody Valentine. 3D. 3D. (laughs) An hour and 40 minutes. My God. It just goes on. And it, like, jumps timelines like crazy. It's, yeah, it, it's it's not good. <laughs> like, and I just, I I watched the original not too long ago. Yeah. Just because, why not? And that was also not, not good. good. <laughs> but at least it made sense. You know what's funny is I picked these 3D movies. Like, I picked uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D because I, I just remember seeing it in theaters with you and, and it being just ridiculous. And then I picked this because I was like, yeah, we, we, I remember laughing my way through it because it was ridiculous. But when you're watching it at home and you don't got 3D glasses, kind of changes everything. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you know what he was, where the 3D bits were supposed to be. What they were going for, yeah. But, yeah. Um, 2009, like you said. Yeah. Hour and 40 minutes. Uh, let's talk about the cast. The cast. Well, well we have... Jensen Ackles. Yes. Jensen Ackles of Supernatural fame. Mm-hmm. And he's in, you said The Boys. Yeah, he recently came into The Boys season three. Yeah. Jensen Ackles and his I think it was the season his three. very deep voice, which doesn't seem natural to me. It seems very supernatural, if you will. <laughs> but a... <laughs> um, clever, clever girl. Clever girl. Uh, we got Jamie King. Yep. We have Megan Boone. Uh, Tom Atkins is in this. Which is. <laughs> I was is. like, all right, Tom Atkins. Uh, we have Kerr Smith, famously from uh, Final Destination, the original. Yeah. Uh, the guy plays a dick in every movie he's in, and oh, this yeah. is this is no exception. Um, and I do have a I do have a very uh, Valentine's Day themed recipe uh, after the fact that we will talk about. Um, but I think that we can I think we can get right into this one. I know you don't want to. There's literally a million other things that you'd rather do. But let's get uh, let's get right, right I'd into it. I'd rather get my teeth drilled. <laughs> Well, the thing about this, too, is uh, when this movie started, and again, I haven't seen it in over 10 years. It's 2009. We saw this in theaters. Um, when it when it first started and it showed up Lionsgate was behind mm. it, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Lionsgate never makes anything good. <laughs> Lionsgate, Lionsgate's responsible for some absolute atrocities, and they have yet to answer for their crimes. So, Some of their movies have been okay. 
Can you can you think of any off the top of your head? There's so many of them. I'm sure I, I could think of some, but... <laughs> but... But none of the good ones stand out. <laughs> no, no. Um, so the movie begins right away with... Um, and I, I, I was curious, I didn't do any digging into it, but I was actually curious if the people that made this were also responsible for, or some of the people were responsible for Texas Chainsaw 3D, because a lot of the elements are the same. Um, I and, think that might have just had the fact that they were using 3D. Well, not, not even just the 3D, but like at the very beginning of this movie, we get like the newspaper, the newspaper, Ugh. newspaper, I should say, newspaper, um... <sighs> Like the new, the opening credits. And that was something that they did in Texas Chainsaw 3D where they were trying to like tie the story together. And she's like in the interrogation, Heather, uh, Alexandra Daddario's character is in the, uh, the, uh, detention center, police station, whatever. And she finds like the box of evidence from when her family got killed. And it's like a fucking 20 minute, like montage of newspaper clippings that explain shit that we already know. But they do that in this to just kind of be like, fuck it, we don't have the time to like talk about like what happened at the beginning of this movie, so we're just going to do these newspaper clippings. Yeah, they so, do a little, they have like a shot or two of, you know, the original, what happened in the beginning, and then what happened a year later, and then ten years later. Yeah, so we it, could follow that shit. It, it was confusing. But the newspaper clippings, uh, they serve as the opening credits, and it basically describes the this. The entire movie. <laughs> well, well, like the beginning of the, so there's like a, there's a mind collapse. Um, somebody has left like the gas lines open. Yeah, methane, methane lines, lines open, open in one of the. They were supposed it, to drain them or something. Yeah, it's like a it's like a coal like a coal mine. Uh, Jensen Ackles' character uh, Tom. Tom, his father owns the mine. He works there. He has been negligent and he left a methane line open, which caused an explosion. And so he's getting blamed for killing potentially like 10 men or something that got trapped there. Well, they find the men and they're not dead from the explosion. They're dead because the one lone survivor who is now in a coma uh, from being down there for so long and I'm assuming inhaling a bunch of poisonous fucking fumes. Right. He went, he went, he killed like nine of his coworkers to to preserve the air. Oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he's found at fault for these, you know, miners dying and he's in a coma. And he yeah. remains in a coma for a year. Yes. So we get a little bit of a time jump right away at the beginning. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, we're at, we're at the hospital where this, this guy who's a homicidal maniac, apparently, he killed his co-workers, wakes up from his coma. Like, exactly one year later, miraculously wakes up from Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, wakes up from his coma. And... Um, immediately apparently goes to spirit halloween to buy a bunch of props because when we go back to the hospital when like he he wakes up it shows a nurse like coming in and realizing like there's no one in the bed like that he was in yeah so when she goes to leave like as she's like walking away we see that he is sitting on the bed of the patient next to him who he's killed he's killed that man and he gets up and presumably kills the nurse as well we don't and actually like see everybody it. in the hospital well that's the thing that i like nobody so, could have stopped him i was gonna say i'm yet. like this man just woke up from a coma he's been in a coma from a year for a year and he can still apparently walk and kill people with like no limitations mm-hmm. if i was in bed for a year mm-hmm. and i went to stand up your muscles, muscles would activate. yeah your yeah your muscles are not going to allow you to go on a fucking killing spree that quickly yeah and he wipes out every single person in that hospital and when the police come it does it looks like a spirit halloween like the, the problem <laughs> So the, the props are bad. They're yeah. really bad. Um, but his his uh, which I didn't I didn't really get this either. I mean, there's a lot of shit I don't get in this. But he apparently his trademark is cutting the hearts out of people 
and like putting them in Valentine's Day boxes, which they don't say in the newspaper clippings. It says that like, yeah, he used like his pickaxe to kill his coworkers to preserve his air, but there's no mention of him cutting out anybody's hearts. So it doesn't really, I'm like, how does, how does that, where is it? Where's the line here? I don't like, there's no like connecting line here. I don't get it. Well, I think it's supposed to be like satirical because of Valentine's Day, hearts, that sort of thing. But there's nothing about Valentine's Day in this remake. Nothing. At all. Yeah. The first one, there is. Yeah. This movie just happens to, you know, the murder or massacre just happens to be on Valentine's Day. Yeah, they Day. call it like a Saint Ma- uh, the, the St. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day massacre. massacre. Um, so, so he leaves the hospital. Uh, despite the fact that he's been in coma for a year, he can apparently get up and move around just fine, kill a bunch of people. Um, that he, he is now, that his trademark that we're just now learning is to cut the hearts out of people and put them in boxes and, like, mail them to people or whoever. Yeah, like, specifically, like, Valentine's Day, like, heart-shaped boxes. Yeah, the ones you put candy in. Right, which, um, you know, I mean... A human heart totally fits in one of those. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I Ugh. take one piece. I take one piece of chocolate out of one of those things. I can barely get the top of it back on. Like you move like any little. Like, <laughs> yeah. They just do not close. They're garbage. Um, what is his name? Henry Harry. Um, yeah, I want to say Harry Warden. Harry. Harry's the killer or the serial killer. Yeah. At the same killer. time, at the same time that Harry has escaped the hospital, there is a like tailgating party happening at, at the, the mine, mine at which is a stupid stupid thing <laughs> it's it's like the mine the mine i i was a little confused as to whether or not the mine is still open for business or if it's if it was like closed up because like a bunch of people died in it like i i don't know it appears to still be open for business but it's closed for the day and all these people who i'm assuming are supposed to be teenagers and i'm doing air quotes teenagers slash early 20s are there to have like a tailgating drinking party at the mine um and that includes kurt smith's character axel such a stupid name well that was actually the original uh name of the character i know but it's still it's like it's so stupid but yeah it's pretty dumb you know (laughs) there hasn't been a good axel since axel rose like (laughs) really i mean If All right. Um, Welcome to the jungle, Ashley. You're gonna <laughs> die. Um, so it's Axel, his girlfriend, Irene. Mm. Um, we have Sarah. Sarah. Who is dating Jensen Ackles character, Tom. Tom. And Tom is a little hesitant to, to go down in the mine because he does still carry some responsibility for leaving a gas line open. Right. Causing the explosion, which caused uh, Harry to go on a killing spree because he was trying to conserve oxygen. So there right. is, there's some comparative negligence there, if you will. Yeah. Um, Tom is a little hesitant to, to go down in the mine. Now, bear in mind, these guys are supposed to be teenagers having, like, this, like, you know, illegal fucking party at this mine. And they all look like they're in their late 30s, early 40s. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd say closer to 40. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And, like, dressing them like teenagers doesn't doesn't do anything. They are, they are all clearly, like... It's like lipstick on a pig. <laughs> so, uh, Tom realizes that he has left beer in, in the truck that him and Sarah have arrived in. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go get the beer. And she's going to wait for him. But he's like, no, no, go go find your friends. She goes in the mine, and the mine, obviously, it goes in all these different directions. There's, like, all these different um, levels and tunnels that you can go in. And despite the fact that, like, when they get there, there's, like, 20 kids milling around. All of a sudden, she's, like, the only one in the mine. Right? It's ridiculous. And she can't find Irene or Axel, um, 
But, you know, some creepy shit starts happening. There's some, like, movement behind her. It's a mine. It's yeah. creepy. There's, like, noises up ahead. And at one point... And dangerous as hell. Yeah. Super Idiots. dangerous. It's uh, Idiots. So dumb. Um, at one point... natural selection. I didn't get them. At one point, she gets, like, a little distracted. She's, like, looking at some of, like, the, the mining equipment that's just been left there from the people that work there during the day. And when she turns around, she comes face-to-face with a guy wearing a... Uh, gas mask. Like a, a gas mask. Like and, like, the, the, the headlight. Yeah. The headlight thing. And it's, it's... Yeah, it's one of her friends or one of the people she knows that are just kind of fucking with her. And he takes it off and he's laughing. And while he's like making fun of her the pickaxe comes from behind and goes right through his eye yeah yeah another eye thing yeah and but it, of course because it's supposed to be 3d it's, it's just yeah. ridiculous it's so ridiculous um and you know down this guy goes and come to find out harry has returned to the mine and is now slaughtering all of these teenagers air quotes and Sarah's making a run for it. She's looking for, you know, uh, Axel and Irene, her friends. She's looking for the exit, which just, bitch, turn around and come the way you left. <laughs> like, you just, you literally just came from that direction. Just go back that way. Um, and there's just bodies everywhere. This yeah. guy has unbelievable strength for being in a coma for a year. And um, also, how did nobody see him go in there? Like, how did, how did nobody see a man in a hospital gown? Just, like, walking down the street. We're, like, nobody noticed. Nobody That's noticed. That's what I'm saying. It's absolutely <laughs> asinine. It makes no sense. Um, I do like that we haven't, like, when we start this movie, we're not really wasting any time. Like, people are getting smoked left and right right away, which is yes. which is one of the redeeming qualities is the yeah. fact that there's no slow pacing to this movie at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. people are getting slaughtered very quickly. Um Sarah's Sarah's running down the tunnel, like jumping over these bodies and stuff, and Axel grabs her. Axel has been hiding with Irene. He kind of pulls her aside so she can hide with them. And the uh Harry goes, you know, walking walking right by them. Despite the fact that like, you know, they're not really well concealed. <laughs> like all he has to really do is turn around and they're right there. Right. Is this like kinda like in a little nook on the side? Which would be the first place I would look if I was killing people. I'd be like, Are you in there? Are you in that little nook right there? Um but he doesn't do that. Um, but somebody does somebody does come down the the tunnel and um he and this other kid, air quotes, sees Irene, Axel, and Sarah hiding, realizes that the person up ahead in the tunnel who is now like turned to look at him, um, you know, is not like a friend. It's not like somebody fucking around with them. It's like a legit threat. Right. And he goes running and he gets killed pretty quickly because he runs directly he runs like head first into like a low hanging beam just so stupid <laughs> yeah. so dumb um harry harry goes to finish him off uh the group takes off with the exception of axel who apparently has two left feet and immediately falls down which okay and um Sarah Sarah comes to his rescue. Irene books it. She's the only one. She's the MVP of this movie. She just right? she's like fuck this and she just leaves. Pieces out. She just pieces out. Sarah goes back to help Axel. Meanwhile, Tom, who dude, your truck was parked right out front. Why is it taking you so long to get that beer and get in there? Like what what is the hold up here? He he comes into the tunnel. He sees the absolute just crime scene before him and um him and Harry go toe to toe because they work together in the mine. He's kind of the reason that Harry's like, you know, got crazy. crazy, got trapped in there. Um, Axel, Sarah, and Irene get into the truck and they basically leave Tom behind, even though Sarah doesn't want to because Tom has gotten hurt and he's like down on the ground. Yeah. And they, they to save her boyfriend. Yeah, she wants to save her boyfriend, but they can't. Yeah. And, um,. They, you know, they take off, leaving Tom behind, and just as Tom is about to get killed, Harry gets shot. 
by the yeah, police who have responded to the scene. Show up, yeah. Show um, up. Burke. So, you know, and and Tom is clearly in a state of uh, just like distress. Like he's he's traumatized. Trauma. He's yeah. very traumatized. Harry, even though he has gotten shot, he takes off on foot. And the police go after him, and we're really just left with Tom just kind of, like, processing, like, holy shit. What I, just happened? Like, holy shit, this just happened. Yeah. And then we get the the second and last time jump. So we went from this incident that happened in the mine, the explosion, Harry killing his coworkers, the to time jump for to a year later where this party happens, where Harry comes up, comes back out of his coma and kills everybody. And then we do a, a ten-year ten ten jump. Where all of these people who in the previous scene were teenagers uh, now look the way, look the actual ages that they are. Um, yeah, <laughs> like nothing, right, nothing right. has changed. You don't have to actually age them. Because... Yeah, like they look how they're supposed to look. And um, this is when uh, we realize that in this 10 year period, Sarah has married Axel. Uh, Axel is now the sheriff. He's the sheriff of this town, Harmony. Harmony is the name of the town. Yeah. Um, and Tom has come back because his father has passed away and he, wants he, he wants to sell the mine. He is like the, the, he holds the most shares or whatever in this mine that his father owned and he plans on selling it. And the town is not happy with him for it because the, the coal mine is basically how every, every adult man in that town makes their it living. Makes their living yeah. Um, so Tom, he's taking their <laughs> they, they took her job. <laughs> um, so uh, Sarah, Sarah works at a grocery store. I don't know if she owns it or she's like the manager. Own it or yeah, something. Uh, but she, it's like another like little local grocery store that yeah. I love. <laughs> I know it's cute. It's like the one around the corner from yeah, your house. Yeah. Um. So Sarah, Sarah is basically the manager of this grocery store. Uh, she's married to to Axel, who, like you said, is now like the sheriff. They have a son, Noah, and um, they are at a I think like a diner or yeah. something. Yeah. And there's a, there's a teenage. She looks to be a teenage girl there named Megan who works with Sarah. She's like a cashier at the supermarket. Yeah, and we find out that Axel is having an affair mm-hmm. with Megan. Yeah, um, behind Sarah's back. Sarah, who by the way, Jamie King is lovely she's very she's very beautiful and it's like what are you what are you doing man what what are you doing kid from final destination what are you doing uh (laughs) so he's having he's having an affair with megan the cashier at sarah's store and where they go to have their little trysts um is his father's abandoned like house slash shack in the middle of the woods not far from the coal mine cabin or something yeah and I mean, it, it's not taken care of. So the fact that the fact that like this girl is going to this place and thinks that this is romantic, I'm like, oh girl, no, no, do better, <laughs> make better choices. Um, Sarah, Sarah, uh, not Sarah, uh, Megan, the cashier, and Axel. You know, they they obviously have sex in this cabin. Uh, Megan gives him a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day. She acknowledges that, like, I know you're going to be with your wife on Valentine's <laughs> right? Day. It's like, this girl is trash. Like, you are trash, miss. Um, and he's trash, too. Uh, yeah. And then and then she drops the bombshell. But he's like, oh, I didn't get you anything for Valentine's Day. And she's like, you already did. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you excited about this? This man takes you to an abandoned shack. It's like 16. He I was gonna say she's like a minor. Maybe, maybe he'll leave his wife, <laughs> right? Because that always happens. Oh yeah. Con- oh yeah. Every day. 
Um, <laughs> for your mistress. For your you mistress. Pregnant. <laughs> your your very young mistress that is now carrying your child. Right. Uh, while this is happening, um, Tom goes to visit Sarah at the grocery, the grocery store. store. Um, they have a charged, uh, charged moment where it's very obvious they still have feelings for each other. And, and Jensen Ackles is seducing her with his comically low voice, mm. <laughs> which I like, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you were like, you were supposed to be a teenager 10 years ago and your voice was that deep. Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. You went through puberty early. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Dropped. Um, so, uh. So Sarah goes home and she pulls out this like little box that she keeps of like mementos and she has a picture. And has a picture of them. Has from a picture. From 10 years ago. From ten, the exact same. 10 years ago, that very <laughs> night. Um, 10 years ago, the night of the massacre. Right. Um, so that just kind of, you know, that's that whole section of the story where, okay, it's going to be like a love triangle or a love quadruple or whatever because <laughs> yeah. you got Megan involved. Um, meanwhile, we are going to catch up with Irene. Irene, Axel's ex-girlfriend from the beginning of the movie, is now a prostitute, I guess? No, she specifically says she's not a prostitute. Oh, okay. She's just <laughs> she's just banging that gross trucker for the yeah, fun of it? Yeah, she's just banging some dude because she wants to bang. Yeah, she's in and it. And then, but he sets up like a camera and basically records it. Without like, her consent, which, without is, her which consent. is a bad, bad move. Like, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. So and he's like, oh, don't worry, this is just my personal collection. Yeah, he and also... He's like, I'm not a prostitute or a hooker or whatever she yeah. says. And he's like, now you are. And he's like, tosses He her throws like, money at her. Like, so degrading. And so also, bad. he puts a wedding ring back on. What is with these cheating men? Like, they all deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tom, they do. <laughs> Tom, um, he's walking... Tom is staying at the same motel that yeah. Irene and this trucker are, like, meeting up meeting up at. And because he has, he has nowhere to go. So... Tom is staying at this motel. He, like, walks by the room while Irene is banging this trucker. You can tell that he thinks it's funny. And he's, he goes into his room, and he's he's taking medication, which earlier in the movie, like, when, when he's at the party at the mine prior to going in, he takes some pills, I think. Like, he's on some kind of, like, I don't know, some kind of medication. Yeah. Like, anti, anti-psychotic meds or something. Probably, I don't know, depression. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, he takes them in the motel room. So... While he's taking his meds in the motel room, we have this confrontation between Irene and this truck driver that she's screwing, who throws money at her and, and videotaped her without her consent. And the truck driver just leaves. Like, he's just like, all right, peace. And he's yeah, he he's walking back out. And Irene, who, again, MVP of this movie, she's so irate and so mad that she's she like... storms out of the hotel. She gets a gun. Dark naked. She gets a gun out of her purse. <laughs> full frontal. Full frontal. <laughs> full frontal naked, walking through the storming after him. In heels. In heels. <laughs> in this parking lot where anyone can see her with a gun in her hand. And she confronts the truck driver. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, give me the tape, asshole. Right. And she's, I mean, again, completely nude, holding like a little teeny tiny pew pew gun. It was, it was comically funny. Whatever. Um, fine. And he's, you know, he, he sees the comedy in this and he's just like, yeah, whatever. And he goes to get in his truck and he gets a pickaxe in the top of his head. Yep. And like square right in the middle, right of, his head, in the middle yeah. of his head. And what we think is uh, Harry climbs out of the truck in full like mining Minor gear, gear yeah. like my, like the headlamp and all that shit, the gas mask, the pickaxe, and Irene books it. And he goes after Irene. 
And Irene hides in the manager's office for a little bit. She's hiding under the bed. The manager, who's a little person. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. That was really sad. It was super sad. I was she's like. She's looking for her dog. Yeah, she's just looking for her dog. That, she's got a little dog that like was running all over the place that we see like earlier in the movie. Um, she comes into the back office looking for her dog. And she ultimately gets killed by Harry. Yeah. Um, who... Irene's hiding under the bed. Harry hears the owner coming and he hides in the closet. And when she opens the closet to see if the dog went in there, uh, she gets the pickaxe like through her, through like, it's basically, I think like through her bottom jaw, like into the top of her head. Yeah. And he like lifts her up. He lifts her up into the ceiling. Into the ceiling. And. Into the lights. And then he hears Irene being like, under the bed because like no one can, no one can ever just shut the fuck up. Like no one can ever just keep their fucking mouth shut. Um, and he basically rips the mattress and everything off the bed and, you know, he's he's trying to get Irene. And Irene, to her credit, puts up quite a fight. She does. She yeah. she has like the metal bed frame, she's holding it like to like as kind of like a cage it. to yeah. shield herself. And he's swinging at her with the pickaxe, which I feel like he probably would have gotten her a lot sooner. But she puts up a fight, but he ultimately does kill Irene. He does he does get one good like abdominal shot right. with the pickaxe right. and, and kills Irene. Um, also, uh, unrelated, but the motel rooms have heart-shaped hot tubs hot in them. Hot tubs, yeah. I, I want one so bad. Like a hot tub? Or like a the heart, Like the heart-shaped, like, hot tub. Like the cheesy... Did Where you, would you put it? I don't know. Did, there's, there's... <laughs> you should install it in your bedroom in your mom's house. <laughs> the guest room? Oh, is that what that is now? It's a guest room now. Oh, no. <laughs> so then it should definitely be in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't have room for it in my apartment, but... Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, so... Unrelated, but there is... There's an account that I follow that... Because it, like, it follows, like, abandoned, like, roadside motels, like, along Route 66 and, like, what they were and what they are now. And I remember there was, like, one in Georgia that they were getting ready to tear down. And the city was like, yeah, like, we emptied everything out of it. By the way, we have these, like, hot heart-shaped hot tubs that were selling for, like, 50 bucks. Does anybody want them? Because I don't even know if they work anymore. But a bunch of people scooped them up, and I was like, I would have paid the $50 and then the shipping to get that here. But I didn't do it in time, and everyone bought them, and I was devastated. I love shit like that. I love crappy, like, crappy, <laughs> cheesy stuff like that. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so Irene, the truck driver, um, the the woman who runs the motel, um, everyone, everyone's getting smoked left and right. Um, Tom goes to the local bar where he is not received warmly because he's selling no, the mine. he's selling the mine. Everybody's pissed off about it because yeah. they're going to lose their, their jobs. Their and al- derbs. Yeah, they're <laughs> derbs. And also, they're they're kind of pissed at him for, like, disappearing for a decade. Like, apparently he missed his father's funeral. Like, yeah, he just came he just back to... He just came back to, like, get the ashes and sell the mine, and people are bullshit about it. They're like, dude, you weren't even, like, here for ten years. Like, right. you, you up and bailed after this horrible traumatic event. No one knew what the hell happened to you. Which is something Sarah says to him, too. She's yeah. like, you know, Leek, you know, I, I had to move on. Like, I faced it and moved on. You just ran away. Right. And the fact that, like, you're now you're coming back here, and you're going to sell the town's livelihood and yeah. not give it and then bail again like fuck you dude i can kind of see why people are mad yeah oh, um, but this fight breaks out between like some of the miners and tom and i think like a couple of police officers i think tom atkins is involved in the fight and i think tom atkins is the only one who knows how to fight it's so <laughs> funny like everybody else sucks um and it's it's so funny because like throughout throughout this movie um harry when he attacks people 
or like you know there's there's a scene where like Tom Tom gets attacked by by Harry and he's trying to tell like the the police department like it was Harry Harry's alive and they're like no there's no way that he's alive blah 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 like we we killed him buried you know, him yeah we buried him in whatever. an unmarked grave in the middle of the woods like really yeah it's it's so <laughs> stupid but like did you notice that no one in this movie has any kind of peripheral or situational awareness? Yes. Like, like the part <laughs> Everything where... Everything about this movie. Like, the part where Tom's getting, like, stitched up because he got, like, uh, you know, he got part of a pickaxe in his in his shoulder mm-hmm. when he got attacked. Um, and I think he gets attacked because he actually, after the bar fight, he goes to the mine the next day... He does. ...to tell... To tell... Uh, I forget the guy's name, Ben or something. Ben who? Ben Foley. Yeah. He's telling Ben, like, I'm not going to sell it. I've decided not to sell it. Don't, like, don't put it up for sale, whatever. And when when Tom goes down the mine, he ends up going down into a tunnel with one of the guys that he actually fought with the night before. Like, one of the miners that he mm-hmm. fought with at the bar. So it's, like, very tense automatically. Like, right. Um, so when they get down there... The guy, the, I, I didn't catch his name. I don't really think it matters at this point. But the guy that he fought the night before, he gets on, like, this, uh, this like, uh, walkie-talkie phone system to let Ben know that, like, hey, you know, Tom's here to, to see you. He wants to talk to you. Where are you? And while he's on the phone, Tom's, like, you know, kind of walking down further in the tunnel. And when he turns around to, like, check on the guy, he, he gets, like, the pickaxe in his arm. Like, he gets stabbed in the arm. And he gets thrown into, into, the cage. into like, this cage. And, and Harry, who no one has peripheral or situational awareness, um, you know, like, locks the, locks the he cage. He, like, he the, bends it. He yeah. bends the lock. The, the he hits arm. it with, like, the pickaxe and, like, warps yeah. it so, so Tom can't get out. Yeah, the latch. Yes, and this guy's on the phone the whole time and doesn't hear any of this. And he turns around, and the next thing you know, he gets the pickaxe like mm-hmm. in his neck. Quite a few people died actually right there. Yeah. Um, so you know, Harry Harry like stabs this guy to death with the pickaxe. Tom's struggling to get out of the cage. These other guys that like are on the phone talking to this man hear the commotion and they go down the tunnel to see what the hell's going on. And they find Tom locked in the cage they find this man with like he's just been stabbed to death with a pickaxe and tom basically gets you know he he goes to the hospital to get stitched up for his injuries before he has to go to the police station and right. and get interrogated by axel and axel it's this whole convoluted thing axel is pissed because he knows that sarah and tom are still very much in love mm-hmm. and despite the fact that he's cheating on his wife this is this is the line that cannot be crossed Right, so and stupid. even like them being in love and stuff, it's they're not hooking up. They're not. She's not cheating on her. Right, husband. Sarah's actually like one of the only good characters. Right, um, but before they go to the police station, they go to the hospital because Tom's been injured, and Sarah is also coincidentally also at the hospital delivering like Valentine's Day candy to the hospital staff because yeah. again she's a genuinely good person right she sees tom getting stitched up and goes in and she's like well you know what the hell's going on and he's saying like harry attacked me and and there's a lot of skepticism because the police later on say like no we killed harry and we buried him in an unmarked grave yeah um but while while she's talking it, it was the funniest thing while she's talking to tom and she's like asking him what the hell happened all of a sudden axel like pulls back the curtain and it's like did, did nobody <laughs> like he's in he's in like the thing next to next to them and he's and it's like, did no one hear him? No. Like, did no one hear him or no. see him or like, what? How come? How come these people are so bad at like hearing and seeing things that are happening like directly behind them or next to them? No peripheral. And it goes, it goes into this big argument. And one of my <coughs> one of my favorite lines is when Axel and Tom are yelling at each other, and and Axel's like, you know, you you came and you talked to like 
you know, my wife. And, like, Sarah's standing right there. It's like, yeah. she's her own person. But he's like, my wife, you know, who, who lives in my home, who we sleeps in my bed. Yeah. We have sex. And it's like, I, yeah. that's... Like, that, like, just so you know, just, they're married. Just so you know, which I thought was very funny. Um, ridiculous. And so more and more people start dropping after this. You know, Harry, Harry is right. alive and well and killing people. Well, um, uh, was it Burke? Burke. Tom, oh, Tom Atkins? Yes. They, they bring him to where they bury, bury Harry him and to prove that he is dead and in the ground, but the grave was open. The grave was open and there's nothing in it. Right. It's completely empty. So Harry is alive. He's not dead. I think it's like animal bones or something in there. Like it's, it's something stupid. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not a, it's not a person's remains, basically. So now the town is on high alert, and Axel is basically like, put a detail on Tom, put a detail on my house, and put a detail, you know, by the by the store where Sarah works, because like I, you know, the, he's he's coming after he's coming after us. We have to stay safe. Right. Um, and um, he, and he still thinks Axel thinks Tom is the killer. Yeah, he thinks Tom is the killer because all of this coincidentally started when Tom got back into up. town. You know, it's Tom. Tom's. <laughs> Tom's a deep voiced. <laughs> Tom's just like as antisocial, whatever, and like bad shit happens when he's around. So Axel's like, put a detail, like he's gonna he's gonna try to like make contact with my wife again because he's in love with her. Put a detail on my wife. Put a detail on my house. Whatever, and like he's he's trying to investigate these murders, and the town right. is basically like put on a curfew. Um, this is the second movie that we have talked about that I think properly use, utilizes a supermarket horror like how scary being in a supermarket can be at night <laughs> because yeah, Sa- because sarah that night is working with megan and they're stocking the shelves and and sarah's just basically like let's let's breeze through this because like we got to get out of here you know we we got to get out and megan's asking sarah a line of questions about her relationship with axel that triggers sarah to realize like oh wait these are not normal questions for a, like a teenage girl to be asking me about my husband. Hmm. Strange. Right. That's unusual. Um, and then, you know, and also like Tom is still trying to find Harry. Yeah. And he stumbles upon their cabin. Right. And discovers and like, discovers like, Oh, they're having an affair. Yeah. So while Sarah and Megan are in the supermarket, like they hear somebody come in. And I, this was maybe one of the only things in the movie that I genuinely liked is like, you know, they, they go to, they go to go around one aisle and you can see Harry at the end with like the headlamp and holding the pickaxe. And then like when they come around, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And like, you get like little glimpses of him, like around the supermarket mm-hmm. um, that I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's, it, it kind of reminds me of Intruder and that like, mm, it's creepy. So, yeah. Like it, supermarkets yeah. are just like a creepy place you, at night. There's tons of places you can hide. It's and, so, yeah. yeah. And Harry ends up attacking, attacking the two women. Um, yep. And Megan and Sarah, to their credit, are helping each other, despite the fact that, like, it's very obvious at this point that Megan is having an affair with Sarah's husband. Yeah. They do make an effort to keep each other safe. And they end up in a back room, and um, Sarah's, like, you know, they push, like, a filing cabinet in front of the door. Mm-hmm. Harry's trying to, like, bust down the door with the pickaxe. Um you know, Megan gets a window open and Sarah's helping her out the window. And as she's helping her out the window, 
the the pickaxe or the door like stops like he stops trying to get through the door and you hear him coming around yeah like the back where the window is so sarah's like oh fuck like get back inside right, right <laughs> and she's trying right. to pull megan and megan gets like yanked out the window yeah, pulls her out. um and sarah you know sarah goes out the dish pushes the filing cabinet away gets out the door and books it to the front end where axel has made it just in time to to get her out of there but megan is still missing so they go around the back of the store and this was the part when we saw this in theaters, I, cause you know, the, the hairy like trademark is he cuts people's hearts out and right. And they go around the back of the store and Megan is there and her heart has been cut out, but yep. they only show it for like a second because when they, I remember when we saw this in theaters and they came around and Megan is dead and you see like something cut out of her next to her. And I just remember leaning over and I was like, Steph, did, did he cut the baby out? And you were like, and you were like, that's her heart. And I was because like, I, I was like, oh, I was like, man, that like that took a turn. I was just like, holy shit, that really took a turn. Um, I I do love too in this movie, like the ambulance comes to get Sarah because she she was injured, like she got the pickaxe like in her forearm or something. Yeah, so they have she to did stitch get her up. injured, so she had to. She goes to the hospital. She goes to the hospital, but before that, you know. She she does let Axel know like I knew I know you're having an affair you were having an affair with her which out of all the times to mention it not the best maybe that could, I don't know maybe, I feel like I would have I don't know I feel like I'm like well she's dead so I just want you to know I know what's going on yeah I knew what was going on I'm not dumb I hate that crap like I'm not she literally says she's like I'm not blind yeah like give her some credit yeah but I feel Fucking like dudes man I feel like you just almost died. You're in an ambulance getting ready to go get stitched up at the hospital or get checked out or whatever. Maybe that's a conversation to have at, like, home. Like, we don't really have to do it, like, right now. Like, just wait until home. Mm, you know what you I do? Guess. You know what you do is you go, you have a detail at your house. Why don't you just go to your house, pack up all this shit, leave it at the front door for when he gets home. Mm, that's, that's true. Instead of being like, I'm not blind. Right. And then, and all of a sudden you guys have to get separated because you have to, like, go get stitched up. Um, while this is happening, uh... Harry goes to their house. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it was for the best that she didn't go there to back up the shit. He goes to the house, kills the nanny. The maid? <laughs> the maid. The does na- not kill the child. Does not so kill the child. That's good. Yeah. We'll kill an unborn child, apparently, but we're not going to kill, like, an actual, like... That's the difference. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you know, this This is a pro-choice movie, if I've ever seen one. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so the the maid slash nanny gets it. And at this point, they realize, like, Harry's M.O. He's, he's after, <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, he's after Sarah. He's after Axel. Uh, Tom Atkins. I'm just going to keep calling him Tom Atkins. And, like, some of the other cops show up at the house that yep. that already has a detail on it, but they're pretty useless. Um, they find the maid. They find the son unharmed. And uh, they're trying to... The maid was in the dryer. Yeah, they put, he put him in the... Harry put her in the dryer and her skin was melted off. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think that's how dryers work. But I know they get pretty hot, but... Well, mm, I mean, I don't know about a human, but it'll definitely kill like a cat or a dog. I, how do you know that? Because I knew somebody where that happened to. Well, actually, it wasn't that person. She told me it was one of her friends, so... So say, for example, you're doing your laundry, questions. you're doing your laundry, and you're like, oh, gotta, you know, turn the laundry, take from the washer to the dryer, dryer to the front loaders, mm-hmm. and if I'm not paying attention, and my cat walks in and hops in the dryer, and I didn't see it, boom. Don't. How horrible. How absolutely feel, horrible would that be? I feel like. 
But yes, it can happen. I feel like you'd notice if there was a cat in your dryer. Well, that's just the thing. You Theoretically, you should and would, but, you know, sometimes people don't. Are we sure that this friend of a friend didn't do this on purpose? Pretty sure. I have questions. I don't, I don't, think, I don't <laughs> think it happened on purpose. very skeptical. Also, what an awful way to die. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> I don't know if that would actually be, like, you know, a per- if it would kill a person, but <laughs> I, it could. I might. I mean, regardless, it was a very gruesome death. Um, Sarah, Sarah gets a call from, from Axel while she's at the hospital and it's basically him telling her, oh, no, I'm sorry. This actually happens later on. She, she gets a call to come back to the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, she's getting ready to leave and Tom pulls up to basically pick her up. Like he heard she got hurt or whatever and picks her up. Yeah, and she's, the yeah and she's like, I got to get home. Like, you know, we got attacked at the supermarket. I got to get home to my son. And he's like, yeah, I got to tell you something anyway. I got to, sh- I got to show you something. Yeah, um, so but I'll, I'll get, yeah, I'll give you a lift. And she's in the car. She gets, that's when she gets the call from Axel. Mm-hmm. And Tom's doing that annoying thing while she's on the phone. Where's, who is that? Who are you talking to? Who yeah. is that? It's like, who the fuck do you think? Did she's married? Who do you think? Right. Who like, who's th- calling her? Who do you th- her friends are dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is calling her? So they're driving, and he and Axel is telling her. He, Axel realizes who she's with, and he's like, you know, you know, he he's he didn't just disappear. He was in a mental institution. Yeah, for, for like seven. Yeah, years for like or seven years. Um, and she's like, you know, visibly freaked out by this. She's like doing like the side eye over at Tom while he's like, <laughs> while he's yeah. like, who are you talking to? Who's on the phone? And she's like, okay, thanks for checking in, mom. Right. And and he knows it's not her mom. Like, Tom yeah. knows. He's like, that wasn't your mother. Like, nice try. Mm-hmm. Also, you're sitting, like, two feet away from each other. I'm pretty I sure you can hear, hear you hear the voice on the other end. Like, so stupid. Um, so she's like, you know, I, I need to get home. And he's like, yeah, I know, but, like, I need to show you something first. And she's like, no, but, like, really, I need to get home. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, cool. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta show you something first. So she's just like fuck this and she just grabs the wheel, the wheel and just goes just, for it because yeah, now she doesn't trust tom like nope. something's wrong with tom yep um and tom is also this this entire time he's like your husband's behind this mm-hmm. and she's like yeah because tom thinks it's axel and axel thinks it's and, tom yeah and he's like your husband's behind this and she's like that's literally the most stupid thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> she's like that literally makes no sense it's really stupid and, like, after they have some back and forth and he won't take her home, she grabs the wheel to get the fuck out of there and crashes the car. And he's hurt. She's hurt. But she makes a break for it in the woods. And she's still got her phone. She calls Axel. And he's like, go to my father's house. Um, which like, is what that cabin was. Which is where he was taking Megan to bang her. Yeah. Um, she does get to the cabin. And she finds the Valentine's Day card from Megan because she had gotten Axel a present. Yeah. And she also finds a ton of empty like Valentine's Day candy boxes, which is what the hearts are being put in. Right. Which is Harry's trademark. Right. So now she's like, oh, fuck, my husband did it. Right, because now she thinks that Now she thinks it's Axel. And at this point, I'm like, this poor girl has to choose between a cheating, low-life dirtbag and a dude with a comically low voice who, who just, like, is giving vague answers to everything and is, like, just super, like... Like, avoid, like, he's just, like, avoiding any kind of, like, answering any questions or any kind of responsibility or anything. Um, and she leaves the, she leaves the cabin because at this point I think Harry, like, shows up at the cabin. I don't know how the fuck he knows she's there. 
which we'll find out later on. But he, yeah, uh, yeah. so he, uh, he's after Sarah. And because the cabin is such close proximity to, to the, the mine, mine, she mm-hmm. runs into the mine to escape. Yep. And from there, it's, it's just kind of like the typical, like, jump scare, whatever. Um, she, <coughs> Axel she, does make it there, though. He does. He realizes she's not at the cabin. I think he sees, like, he sees, like, the the mine lights are on and, like, he goes to, like, because he's like, oh, fuck, she must have gone in there. Right. And at this point, like, Tom is also, like, going into the mine. Right. Like, to find her. Um, and Harry is also after her. So it's, like, just a bunch. It, it's all going to come to a head in this mine where it all began. It all comes full circle. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. Um. So now we have, so they're in the mine. Yes. Um, Megan gets Axel's gun. Yes. And now we have the classic, it's him. No, it's him. Right. No, it's him. That's right. Cause no, she, him. she like, cause Axel comes in the mine and she's like, it was you, blah, blah, blah. Like I know, like I saw the fucking boxes and blah, blah, blah. And she gets his gun mm-hmm. and then Tom comes in and like they're standing in front of her and she's like doing like the back and forth. Like, who, yeah. do, who do I shoot? Like, who do I shoot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a decision must because, be made. like, you know, Axel's like, it's him, shoot him. And then Tom's like, it's him, shoot him. Like, God, come on, guys. I did, I did like when Axel was just kind of like, fuck it, shoot us both. I was yeah. like, I'm like, actually, yeah, that like, seems, that seems like a win-win. You get rid of your cheating low-life husband and you also get rid of this pain in the ass that disappeared for 10 years right. and is now back and he's like, shoot your husband. <laughs> right. Um... So, 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 so while that is happening, yes, Tom refers to how Megan died or yes. was killed. Yeah. So of course she's like, how do you know that? Yeah. Like and he's like, you told me. And she's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't I say, sure I didn't did. say shit. Like, how did you, how do you know how she was killed? I didn't tell you anything. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. But um, now, so 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 now all signs are pointing towards Tom, right? Right. But now all of a sudden, we, the audience, since this is so stupid, the, we see, or Tom sees... Harry. Harry behind her. Yeah. Like, approaching her, right? And he's like, he's right behind you. Shoot Sarah, him. he's right there. Shoot him, shoot him. And he's just freaking out because she's like, who are you talking about? Like, what because, are you talking about? Well, because, like, Axel, like, looks behind her and he looks at Sarah and he, like, shakes his head like there's nothing there. You're right. And she, like, kind of looks over his sh- her shoulder and she like and she's like, Tom, there's nobody here. And he's like, he's right there. He's coming right for you. Like, he's coming right up behind you. And you can see him. Like, you can see Harry behind her. And she's just like... As the audience, we can see him. Yes. And also Tom can see him. Right. And, and Sarah's like, there's, like, literally no one there. And Axel's yeah. like, Tom, there's no one there. Like, and, and Tom is clearly hallucinating. Yes. So Harry, or what we think is Harry, approaches Tom. And he's, like, right in front of him. And Tom's just like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. But then, like, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And Axel's just like... You know, she's like, Tom, I don't know what you're talking about. And Axel's like, he's not Tom anymore. He's Harry. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I forgot about that bullshit. And uh, it's been, I did not. It's been and a long time. that's why I'm like, oh my god, this is happening again. So then... None of it makes sense. Well, then we get this montage of, like, what... What happens. What happens. Right. And we it's, get a flashback of somewhat. And it's Tom, like, digging, digging up Harry's up grave. Gear, committing murder. Yeah. It's, like, how he got away with it. Which, I'm like, he's, okay, so he's wearing, like, so, perfect example is, like, because one of my questions, and I remember asking this to myself, because, again, I haven't seen this in over 10 years, so when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, being like, what, is, like, the scene where he goes down the mine to tell Ben that he's not selling the place, 
and the guy that he goes down there with gets killed and he gets locked in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. And Huge problem with that. Yeah. So it's basically like he killed the guy, put himself in the cage and like locked himself in by like bashing the lock from the inside. But at the same time, he's... he was watching him kill these people. Right. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Deep breath. We're almost, through, we're almost through it. Okay, so he's clearly insane, right? Fine. We get it. Trauma will do crazy things. But physically, he's watching this, who we think is Harry, kill all these people while he's locked in the cage. Right. But it's, but it's actually him. He cannot him. hallucinate that because these people are physically dying. Right. But he's locked in the freaking cage. So it's it's basically like I he he locks himself in the cage after the fact and like sma- oh okay so it's just you know he smashes wraps up but the thing perfectly that, but the thing is like he he kills the guy he locks himself in the cage he bashes the lock but he's wearing like full mining gear and like he takes the mask off and like it's him it's Tom and it's like did they not notice that like. There was a pickaxe and, like, clothes. Because when they come down to rescue him, air quotes, he's wearing, like... Regular clothes. Like, civilian clothes. He's not wearing mining clothes. And, like, no one notices that, like... You know, like, oh, like, there was a pickaxe in there with him and, like, these mining clothes that he had to shed before people got down there to save him. No one noticed that. And, like, you know, when he kills Irene, like, he pulls the mask off and it's, like, no one... Like, the camera was filming the whole time. Like, the camera that the trucker dropped caught a glimpse of... The, like, who we thought initially was Harry chasing after Irene. It's like, nobody, like, where where did he find the time to change his clothes and put all this shit away? Like, Again, I don't... back with that damn cage, though. <laughs> He's watching it happen in the cage. So he locks himself in there after the fact, even though we see this scene of him freaking out because he, the killer, is right there killing people. Yeah. It is, it, and then it, he locks himself in the... It, that's, that's a continuity thing. That's, <sighs> that's, that's just shitty writing. I mean, the whole movie's shitty writing, but that's, that's just an oversight in continuity. Because had it been like he killed the guy and then locked himself in the cage and pretended like, oh my god, it happened while I was in the cage. Like, okay. But like you said, like earlier in the movie, he gets locked in the cage and then the guy gets killed and he's watching it happen. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The only thing I could think of like, is that... They like, could have shot it differently where that stuff happened and Tom, and Tom was just nowhere in sight. Right. And then he ends up in a cage. Right. It, yeah, that that's just shitty like writing. He, yeah. So anyway, it, I mean, uh, at this point now, it's Tom. Tom is the Tom. Murderer. Tom is the murderer. Tom has escaped from a, a an insane asylum. He's come back to town. I don't think he escaped. I think he just got out. Did he just get out? I thought he. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he he got out. Yeah. He got out. He goes back to Harmony, the town. He digs up this body, he gets the pickaxe and the mining gear, and then he just goes on a killing spree because he's got, like, PTSD or some shit. I don't know. Um, so at this point, like, he is now, like, you know, he, he now believes that he is Harry. He's going by Harry. Like, he thinks that he's Harry. And he attacks Axel. And something that I thought was very funny was the fact that this fight is going on for, like, a couple of minutes, and Sarah has a gun this whole time. Right? She has a gun this whole time. Right? Like, she doesn't do a damn thing with it. I mean, granted, if you want your husband, if you want your cheating, two-timing husband to get punched in the face a couple times, by all means, I'll let, you know, I'll, 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 get some swings in. Yeah, get some swings, get some swings and I'll turn, I'll turn a blind eye to that, but. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, shoot him after the But fight. then, like, your husband gets a pickaxe in his abdomen, I think you can fire the gun at that point. Yeah. Like, I think, like, when it comes 
comes down to like, hey, your husband might get killed. And like, do you really want to be alone in a tunnel with like this dude after he killed your husband? No, you don't like shoot, just shoot. But she's standing there just watching this fucking five minute fight, <laughs> like this fight go on for, forever, forever. <laughs> and and uh, Tom, Tom, I think is a lot bigger than Axel. Like Jensen Ackles is a pretty big dude, he but he uh, he like gets the pickaxe into into. Axel's abdomen at which point Sarah fires and just misses like completely fucking it's just wasn't even looking and he and and uh Tom runs away and she uh she helps Axel up he's not dead but he's he's pretty pretty hurt and she's just trying to get him out of the tunnel right and she's like you know they're they're carrying each other you know she gives him back the gun because he's got way better aim than she does um yeah but he's injured He's injured. So he's um, not really good with it. So she's, so she's trying to help him out of the tunnel, and, t- and they come around, and, like, Tom is there. Mm-hmm. And he's no longer wearing, like, the mining gear. There's no... Which, again, like, this was maybe one of the only other um, shots that I, I... I just liked the way that this was filmed. Like, this particular <sighs> scene. I liked the way that it was filmed. I thought it was, like, kind of neat. Was Tom's, like, smashing the light bulbs in the tunnel to, to make every it... every time it's... Every time he, every, yeah, every time he smashes the bulb, you get like a like a half a second shot of, of like him like in the mining gear. Yeah. So it's like it's like Jensen Ackles smashes the light bulb, and you see him like in the mining gear with the headlamp, and then it's all of a sudden it's like Jensen Ackles again. I was like, that's that's kind of like that's a neat shot. I As guess. like I, I try to give credit where it's due, and I'm like, okay, it doesn't it it doesn't make up for the rest of it, but it is like one of those things where it's like I can appreciate a cool shot, like you know, mm. it, it's a cool shot. Fair enough. Um, Anyways, so now, does Axel give? He get he uh, realizes Megan the gun. Yeah, back, he, and there's only one bullet. They left. they hide around a corner, and he gives her the the bullet, and he he gives her the gun. He's like, "There's one bullet, like, do not miss." And she comes around the corner, and Tom's standing there, and you know he has like a moment where he like recognizes her, where she's like, "Hey, Tom," and he like puts the pickaxe down. And then, like, it goes away just as fast as it came. And he picks the pickaxe back up to, like, hit her. And behind him is, tank is like, a tank of methane. methane. Yeah. So she shoots. She just shoots. And it, like, hits Tom but goes through him. Like, it's it like, hits him in, like, the side of the abdomen. It goes right through him. It goes through him and it hits the tank. Hits the, hits the methane. And then all of a sudden the, the whole place just right, explodes. Right, uh, sparks from the lights from the lights that he's been smashing yeah and this explosion happens right behind him yeah but you know who doesn't die tom yeah tom I'm like that makes no sense um so it happens right behind him he gets blown up the the mine like partially collapses like things just start falling and you know uh sarah and axel get rescued and Sarah is not nearly as hurt as Tom is. Like, I'm, not, I'm sorry, Axel. Axel's like on a stretcher because he's got a pick, he's got like big ass pickaxe wound in his side. Yeah. And we get like this view of this like rescue worker down in the mine who's like going through the debris, and he finds Tom, and and Tom's like hurt, and he tells him like you just like get that first person view of like outside the rescue worker's like mask and he's like hey buddy like hang in there we're going to get you out of here and Tom like wakes up and like grabs a pickaxe and just like sticks it through the guy's still head. perfectly alive still perfectly alive and not even injured it's strong enough to swing a pickaxe to kill a person yeah. um and that is i i want to say that's it was well, there... he does walk out of the mine in the work oh that's right he walk he, the the i forgot about that <laughs> the, he he 
change his clothes. He has enough time, despite the fact that there's rescue workers down there. He finds the time to swap clothes with the rescue worker, and the clothes mysteriously and magically are a perfect fit to Jensen Ackles' like large frame because Jensen Ackles is a big dude, yeah, big <laughs> and Jensen Ackles or AKA Tom uh, comes walking out of the mine, you know, in this rescue worker's clothes. Nobody says shit. No one's like, "Hey, man, like, do you find anything?" Or like, "Hey, why are you going that way? Where are you going? Like, why are you walking away? Right. Like, like, why are what, you what leaving? Are you why the fuck are you leaving?" And he like pulls off the mask, and it's Tom, and he just kind of like smirks, and that's and, it. And that's it. Yeah. So he, he's, yeah. And that is, that is my Bloody Valentine 3D. 2009. 2009. And the 3D so, effects weren't that great either. Like, I think by these, no. kind of the same thing as Texas Chainsaw 3D. It's like, yeah, yeah that pickaxe really looked cool coming at me the first two times. Right? <laughs> like, well, I, just it. it was like the same thing over and over and over again. Yes. And it la- the shots were way too long. Yeah. If you're staring at, you know, like like the, the dryer scene when she falls out of the dryer all dead. It's like, oh, that was kind of like shocking for the first second. Yeah. But why? Why is it still on? Like the, the fact that, like, later, yeah, I was gonna say, it like becomes the... less and less scary. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, um, I didn't do a body so, count for this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So technically, this movie had about thirty people die in it, but that includes the hospital workers in the beginning, the massacre in the beginning, uh, the the tailgating stuff, the party. Go, like all those people that died. All the teen, all the but, like, AKA I, ca- teenagers. I counted like sixteen people if I didn't count yeah. all of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's still a lot. Um, <laughs> this movie makes me so mad. Do you have any? Do you have any talking points? <laughs> like any? Well, first of all, um, there is nothing about this movie that is Valentine's Day. So, other than the other than the heart shaped boxes mm-hmm. of well, they, the heart shaped boxes that have hearts in them. <laughs> so the first one, which came out in eighty one, I believe, yes, um, had a lot to do with a Valentine's Day dance. So at least it had like an event yes. circling around this holiday. So at least you like, oh well, what happened was it's kind of like a, a Friday the Thirteenth type of thing where mind collapses. You know, everyone dies except for Harry Warden. Um, but it collapsed or, like, they didn't get rescued or something because of the dance. Yeah. So everybody was at this dance. And then he does get rescued and then goes, you know, gets hospitalized and all that crap. And then a year later. And then basically was like, don't ever have this dance again or everybody's going to die. It's just so goofy. <laughs> like, it's a dance, dude. <laughs> but whatever. But that's basically the premise of that one. Um, so at least that made sense. He does get away in the end, though. Um, I feel like the only reason this movie was ever made is because mining gear is creepy. Yeah, that headlamp freaks me out. Really? Not the, the gas mask? I mean, the gas mask <laughs> freaks me out, but like, I don't like the scene in the supermarket when they come around the corner and you just see like the headlamp. The headlamp. The, yeah. I was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's the only reason this movie was made. Um, coal miners is a, they are a dying breed. I got the black lung, Pop. A <laughs> hundred years ago, there was uh, almost 900,000 coal miners in this country. Today, there's 53,000. One of them's in Centralia. 
well, that's the mine, not the workers. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody's working in that mine anymore. <laughs> I, I would love to go work. In um, the mine. But it's it's an exceedingly dangerous business to be in. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants toxic to be... gas. Yeah, you, being, you're underground. You have like COPD by the time you're forty. <laughs> Two thousand feet underground, so you could get collapsed on. You could drown. Fires, explosions, all that sort of thing. Um, so the fact that this movie, the original, even the original, being made in 1980, makes no sense to me. <laughs> like, this should have been something that happened in 1901. <laughs> you know? Like, there's, like, a few, there's still a few coal mines, you know, around, not around here, but, you know, in the country. Um, and people do still work them. But seriously, get the hell out of that profession. That is insane. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It is very bad, which is why I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all because, like, minors aren't really a, a thing anymore. Also, if you look like Jensen Ackles, you're not, you're not working in a mine. <laughs> no, like, not, even, not even remotely. <laughs> not even close. If you have a face like Jensen Ackles, yeah, you are not, not working even. in a fucking gold mine. That's not happening. <laughs> working in a coal mine. Going down, down, down. Like, that was, out of all the, out of all the stupid shit in this movie and the most, like, unbelievable crap, that was the main thing was me. It's like, you mean to tell me that this man with chisel, chiseled that jawline. Man, he looks like a Greek god. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jensen Ackles with the chiseled jawline and the perfect brow and, like, those abs. He's, He's working, working in a coal mine. mine. Fuck you. <laughs> so stupid. Um, right? <laughs> also, it makes no sense. Um, the budget was $14 million, Oh, my God. Way too much. How much, how much? Grossed $100.7 million. Oh, God. I feel like we're partly responsible for yes, that. Yes, we <laughs> are. We went to see You're it. You're a jerk. <laughs> um, this was, a, basically, this was a remake. What I think would have been better is if they did, like, a sequel, like, a direct sequel from the original. Yeah. Because he doesn't die in the original. He just runs off into the mine spouting stuff because he's insane. Yeah. It's actually quite creepy. <laughs> um... This was filmed in Pennsylvania in the uh, Pittsburgh metro area. You know what else is in Pennsylvania? Centralia. Centralia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, It was obviously was given the 3D theatrical release by Lionsgate. Oh, Lionsgate! First R-rated. Answer for your crimes. (laughs) First R-rated film to be projected in real D technology and to have a wide release in 3D enabled theaters, which was about a thousand locations. Yeah. Um, There was. A sequel pitched, I want to say it was like 2020, like much later. Oh, wow. Um, to Lionsgate. But after the film received mixed, re- mixed reviews, Lionsgate lost interest. But at the same time, it's like they pulled in $100 million. Yeah, like, I would yeah. I would fucking take the chance. And be like, but maybe you know what, people wouldn't it. want to see the second one because the first one didn't really have good reviews because it was crap. Yeah, but I mean, they keep making Saw movies. Those movies don't get good reviews. Right. <laughs> they keep making that shit. Oh, my God. That last oh Halloween God. movie was absolute garbage. Like, this, do you think they're going to do another one? It was. That was very sad. It's the novelty of Scream has worn off. They keep making that shit. Yeah, I know. Pay Nev, nobody, pay, nobody can come up with original ideas. But also, want. while we're while we're on the topic, pay Nev Campbell what she's worth. Oh, pay her, absolutely. Pay her what she's worth. Give her her give her a producer credit and stop dicking her around. Yeah. She made that franchise. She can oh, break yeah. you, fucking people. Oh yeah, easily. Pissed me off so much. All right, I love so Campbell. A couple of the reviews here. We have Mark Olson from the LA Times. Implement three D technology enables startling effects that are after a while. The minor thrill of the trick is gone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Agree with that. Um, the performances were wooden. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's um, that's being very by nice. A forgettable generic 
cast. Yeah. Or actors. It's just good enough to be annoying. <laughs> which is fantastic. That is a great review. Um, uh, New York Times. There's a strange synergy of new and old blends cutting edge um, and old school prosthetics to produce something familiar and alien. Meaning like, oh, we have sweet 3D technology, but we also like a lot of the shots were, like, you know, done in an old-fashioned way, I suppose. Um, 2009, this came out, right? Mm-hmm. 3D, 3D technology was not new. No. At all. No. Like, 3D existed in the 80s. I think there was, like, a Jaws 3D or some shit there like was. that. There was. I don't know when that came out, but wasn't there, like, a Friday the 13th? Yeah, there's a 3D one. The 3D um, which was that. not, you know, which I want to say was in the 80s, I think. I don't remember off the top of my head. But, like, remember, like... Um, 3D coloring books, like shit like that. You remember that? Yeah, the blue and the red. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, like, 3D is not new technology, (laughs) and uh, like, don't try to make it. And they milked it as much as they could with the 3D. Well, I compared this. But you do it so much again. Like I mentioned before, it becomes less and less thrilling each time. Well, I was gonna say, like in in Texas Chainsaw 3D, it's like. You know, watching that chainsaw come at you in 3D the first time, okay, like, it's fun. Right. But it's like, you know, you're doing it five, six, seven times. Oh, the pickaxe no- is in my face. Yeah, oh the novelty God. has the worn novelty off. The novelty's worn off. And this, this it was, it, it was like really the only thing they had going for them was the pickaxe. That was like, the, it's like, okay, we'll make <laughs> well, the... Well, that was his thing. And, and, you know, the first time, sure, that's fun. The second, third, fourth, fifth time, it's like, uh, all right, like, the, you know, I paid $14 to see this. Like, mm. <laughs> something else, please. Was it fourteen or was it more at the time? Might have been more at the time. Although movies it now are the, super expensive, so right. Like, I just don't <laughs> do that anymore. Um, what I do want to say is, so Valentine's Day. I've never been into Valentine's Day, even now. Yeah, and it's like a, it's, I don't, it's, a, it's 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 a Hallmark holiday. I think it's stupid as hell. That candy comes out as soon as New Year's is done, or even Christmas for that matter. Oh yeah, they already got Easter shit out. It's fucking, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Um, but it is based the earliest forms being a Lupercalia, <laughs> which is basically a festival of fertility. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. It's a bloody, violent, and sexually charged celebration with animal sacrifice. Because oh. you know, um, random matchmaking, coupling, in the hopes to ward off evil spirits and infertility. And this is, you know, like, very, like, old school before the Christianity came in. I welcome infertility. <laughs> I, I, I welcome it. I welcome it with like, open I'm totally arms. I'm okay with it. I'm totally fine with, with not having right? any fertility. I mean, I can talk about, like, the pagan holidays that these Christian holidays are based off of all day. <laughs> Next week, you can catch me on my new podcast called Stuff Pegs the Pagans. <laughs> <laughs> but that is actually the earliest form of valentine's day and then obviously christianity changed that and saint valentine and all that jazz, yeah so well even irene in this movie talks about she like does. the origins of like valentine's day cards and how yeah. it's how it's kind of fucked up yeah <laughs> and i was like oh, i didn't know that i don't know how accurate you know, that is but if that's true that's... <laughs> they sacrifice animals goats and then orgy i guess they well, sacrifice orgy they i mean orgy. i can do without the animal sacrifice but the rest <laughs> sounds right up my alley right my, my might pay a little bit more attention this Valentine's Day. Might be, might be <laughs> right? something I might celebrate. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? 
ah, I'm working. I'm working. Valentine's Day is on a Tuesday. Well, I so think. am I. Yeah. I mean, you're not like going out or going. So going out on Valentine's Day is the worst thing you can do. It, Me it, and Andy will go the weekend before or after. You either go like yeah, the couple days before, a couple days after. I usually will go to the grocery store the night of Valentine's Day because they're already marking down the candy. So you get, <laughs> right, right. You get like half off Valentine's you're, Day. There candy. is that. That's it's great. definitely um, a good thing. I usually just like you know I'll make myself something good to eat and watch a good movie like a good movie not not this a good movie i'll watch something good like like uh like a love story like you're gonna watch it as rom-com because it's valentine's day i'll watch the notebook and cry a little bit oh my god <laughs> I, or like, as I like to call it stupid cupid day i like the notebook um Ugh. i'll watch i'll actually watch love story because i love that movie mm-hmm. love means never having to say you're sorry <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Right? That makes like, no what? sense. That does not make a fucking lick of sense. But I love it. I love that movie. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I no. I'll watch. I'll watch a movie. Um. I'll. I'll either order something for takeout or make myself something. Have a drink. But I'm working, so it's just, you know, I'll, I'll wear something red so that the people at work will leave me the fuck alone. So they're not like, oh, someone's not feeling festive today. It's like I got a red sweater on. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> people still do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've worked from home for so long. I, I go in every once in a while, and, and yeah, we'll have like bullshit, like ugly, ugly Christmas sweater day, and it's like, how about I just do my work and go home? Right, <laughs> like, how about I just right? get my work like... done and go home? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not really into this holiday. It's nobody is. Um, I do like Valentine's Day cards though. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I actually got one. Um, he's, he's going to get it before this episode airs, but I got, I got Troy a Valentine's day card and it's a cartoon drawing of the Titanic sinking. And then it has a little cartoon drawing of Jack and Rose. And it just says, I would have made room for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's super cute. I like Valentine's day cards. Uh, you know, I, I, I got some like Taco Bell themed ones to send Andrew and the kids. It's like, it says like, uh, you know, I want to, I want to crunch wrap you guys in my arms and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me and Andy don't really do anything. I mean, we go out to eat. He takes me out to eat. And we'll usually go the weekend before or the weekend after because of the same reason. Yeah. And um, and we have, we've been having a conversation recently about, like, well, where do you want to go? Because we used to always go to this one place in Marlboro. It was called Fish. It was a seafood oh, place, Oh, I know. Where, yeah, off of nine, right? Or no, yes, 20. 20, yes, off of 20. Yes, yes, Um, And it's gone downhill so hard. Oh. Which is very sad. I've like, never their been. Their list of oysters was insane. Oh, it's it's gone downhill. Don't go now. You know, you know what you, you, know you got to do. So now we have to decide on somewhere else. You got to go the, You gotta go to the old mill. No, I'm not going to the old mill. Go to the old mill? No, I'm not going to the old mill. We go to the old mill enough. I, this I, has got to be one place I go to, like, once a year. I went I went to the old mill for my birthday with my mom. My mom's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, old mill. For your birthday? For my birthday, yeah. All right. My birthday was on a Sunday. You know, I had to work the next day. I wasn't feeling it. So went out went out to the old mill with my man. That's cute. Yeah. Well, good for you. I love the old mill. Yeah. But anyways, it's a reason for me to be like, Andy, take you know you do. You know, mm-hmm. You know what I wish we had here? I wish we had Waffle House. Just go to a Waffle House. <laughs> Just go to a Waffle House and watch the chaos unfold. Like, just watch the brawls break out. Like, there's just absolute craziness at the Waffle. I love Waffle House. <laughs> I love I love the Waffle House. I love. I, I, yeah, man. Like, I I go down to like Florida or whatever. Like, I go down south. Go to a Waffle House. It's great. And like, sometimes you get free entertainment because somebody will like have too much to drink when they get there, and they pick a fight with the staff, and then you next day, like, it's, it's great. Oh it's fucking great. Um, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> Shoney's? 
Showdies. <laughs> if I was out west, I'd be like, get me some In-N-Out Burger for Valentine's In-N-Out Day. Burger. Get me a double-double with animal fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. we're still up in the air about, you know, where we want to go. Um, but it's going to, yeah, it's not going to be like the places that we go to regularly. Yeah. You know, it's got to have some sort of meaning because, you know, the first time we went out for Valentine's Day was to fish. Go to Denny's. <laughs> again you might again you might see a fight <laughs> you gotta go most, some, most definitely. you gotta dinner and a show that's, that's all right, right 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 oh my god uh, all, right. all right so uh what do we have going on for food um well first star rating what do you got oh um one what well, all right because i can't give it zero can i give it zero you can give it zero i give it zero zero all right zero. uh i'm gonna give it a two why because jensen ackles is nice to look at <laughs> Jensen Ackles. I never watched Supernatural. I could never get into Supernatural. I tried watching it once and I was like, God, this is awful. <laughs> See, the, the funny thing about Supernatural, I've never watched it, but it had uh, it had Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He played mm. he played their dad, I think, for like a season or whatever. Yeah. I, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. I think he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's great. And Jensen Ackles, really, really nice to look at. Jensen yeah. comically deep voice, but I love Jensen Ackles. I think yeah. he I think he's got a, a great a great face. I can, <laughs> oh, I can look at that face all day. Nice, yeah. uh, uh Jared Pedlecki, douchebag. Want nothing to do with that That's guy. That's the other dude. That's, in it. That's he's the brother, other brother, right? yeah. yeah. He was in the Friday the thirteenth like reboot. Yes. And yep, I've, I've heard nothing, about. I've heard nothing but horrible things about him, like as a person, as a human being. Oh, like, really? Yeah. So he's, he's a garbage person I heard, too. I heard he's a douche. Um, I, I haven't heard anything contradicting that. All I've heard is that he's a douche. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I could, I, yeah, I, I couldn't get into it because it's like, I, I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan and I like Judson Ackles, but the fact that I got to take this guy with those two, no thanks, hard pass. But I've heard, my brothers loved it. My brothers loved mm. Supernatural. They said it was great. Um, so maybe that's one of those shows that maybe I'll like binge like over the course of a couple weeks and get through yeah, it. Yeah, like but... I watched like one, maybe two episodes because I was like, all right, whatever, let me do it. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> and I turned it off. We're gonna, we're gonna... And I think I turned Walking Dead back on. But they got, they got like I'm a... like, I can watch everything working in this. And like Supernatural has been on for, like, I mean, it's, long... it's done now. It's, 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 it's gone. It's had yeah, many, many it's... seasons. Show went on for like fucking twenty years. Yeah, it um, went on for a while. A really long time, and they got like passionate fans, like the yeah. supernatural like fandom. Oof, you, yeah. they're, they're, I want to. I want to see like a brawl between supernatural fans and like Doctor Who fans because they're, like, they're, they're so hard. <laughs> Doctor Who has they're a much longer so, runtime. They're than so hardcore. They're so goddamn hardcore. But they are very hardcore. Yeah. But I will. I'll give it two stars because Jensen Ackles is nice to look at. And because some of some of the visual effects in the movie, not the 3D shit, but like the supermarket scene, I thought was well done. And I thought the scene where he's like hitting the light bulbs with the pickaxe, I thought that was kind of a neat little like camera trick. Those didn't didn't make it any better for me, unfortunately. No, I I just I try to give credit where credit is due. Yes, it's a bad it's it's a bad movie. It's beyond bad. It's terrible. And I I would feel honestly, I think it was I mean, obviously, like the performances were not great. Yeah, but I think a lot of it had to do with um, poor writing. It's it was very sloppy. It, like the writing was very poor. It was and it was executed poorly. Yeah. So the writing 
So I chalk it up to the writing and the direction. Yeah. And it, it's also way too long. It's an hour and, it's oh, like yeah. an hour and 40 minutes. It's like this, it this easily, this easily it's could have been. It should be an hour and 20, 25. Not even. Like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Like not even, you know, like it, it should have been one and done just super quick, but they just drag it on and they drag it on because it's got the 3D visual effects and, yeah. you know, well, it's, it's stupid. milking it for all it's worth. Um, My Bloody Valentine 3D is available for free right now. It's on Prime, Tubi, Pluto. Uh, you don't have to pay anything. I don't recommend watching it, but if you're looking for something that... <laughs> to watch on Valentine's Day. Yeah, if you're looking for something on Valentine's Day or... Watch the original. Yeah, watch That's it. That's available on HBO. Yes. 1981. But if you, if you do want to just kind of see what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> by all means, go for it. Um... Now, for a recipe, originally I had wanted to do, I make these, they're like uh, raspberry tarts, um, but they're like, they're heart-shaped, and I thought that would be cute. But then when I was watching the movie, and... There's we, no actual Valentine's there's, Day there's, shit in it? There's yeah. no, well, the, the only thing okay. they have is, like, they had a box of chocolates that Megan gave Axel after their tryst in the, uh, their tryst in the abandoned cabin. And that inspired me to just do, I made caramel and marshmallow truffles for us today. Um, and I made a combination of milk chocolate and dark chocolate. And it's not super complex. It's not super convoluted. I bought a mold. You can get the molds for like 10 bucks on Amazon that you can make truffles. And it, the cool thing about the molds too is like you can use them for chocolate truffles, but you can also make like cheese things like, you know, like cheese balls and stuff for like charcuterie and stuff. So that, that's good. Um, but I bought the mold. You, you get melting, you get melting chocolate. I love a good cheese ball. Um, you get melting chocolate. I did dark and, and milk. So, so you didn't use white chocolate. No, no, I've learned. I, I didn't get that Pix white chocolate. Sugar-free white chocolate. Yeah. I've learned my fucking lesson. Um, I bought, I bought dark. It was Pix. It was Pix. Um, I bought dark chocolate and milk chocolate, like the melting chocolate. You, you know, you melt it either on your stovetop or in the microwave whatever is easier for you you pour it into the mold and then you can melt down caramel and marshmallow and you and you you pour you like layer those in um and then you top it off with a little bit more chocolate stick them in the fridge or your freezer for however long you know i i did it overnight so that they'd be nice and solidified and you are good to go you pop them out of the mold put them in the fucking case and there you go uh one thing that i will say though is that you can line the the mold um with uh, you can either do like a spray so that like it's easier to like pop them out. Um, Wax paper. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, that's like if you're if you're actually like pop it. Like I kept them in the mold and just stuck them in the fridge. Mm. Um, but I lined it with a little bit of coconut oil, and mm. that just that not only did it make it taste a little bit better, mm. but you can pop them out super easy, and it's not gonna. My my concern was popping them out of the mold. I was like, is it gonna get like destroyed? Like, is right. it gonna Breaking like is it gonna break crap. or like yeah. what? It it keeps it so when you pop it out of the mold, it's nice and smooth. So we will be having excellent truffles for my bloody Valentine 3D right before Valentine's Day. Mm. Steph, I. I thought I thought that you would enjoy revisiting this movie because we had so much fun revisiting Texas Chainsaw 3D. And then halfway through this, I was like, oh, this isn't the same. This is way worse. This is much worse. I enjoyed watching Texas 3D again. That was fun. It was. It's a bad movie. It's but bad. It was still fun to watch. Yes, this was. Um, this was just bad. This is just bad. But oh. made no sense. The continuity was shit. The writing <laughs> was terrible. The direction was terrible. The 3D effects were played out. The 3D effects were. T- Put Jensen Ackles in more things, but 
He's yeah. in the boys. He's in the boys. Good for yeah. him. I'll have to start watching the boys. He's not um, in there until like season three, and even then, not to like the end. Oh, okay. Well, but you should still watch that show. Anyway, that show's great. I've seen a few. <laughs> I've seen a few clips, and it it's pretty funny. It's pretty. It's pretty intense, but it's funny. It's I, wicked intense. But um, it's, it's pretty awesome. But I'm I'm excited for that. So the recipe for the truffles is going to be up on our Instagram and our Twitter shortly. That's uh, baking to the B movies on Instagram, baking to B movies on Twitter. The actual like like written out recipe will be on Instagram because Twitter has a, a character limit. Mm. Although Elon Musk said that he was going to extend the character limit to 4,000. So now not only can you read our recipe, but you'll be able to read some psychopaths manifesto before they go on a killing spree. <laughs> They're going to tweet their manifesto before they do right? that. Um, so that'll be, that'll be good. That's going to be great for everyone. There's no way that could go wrong. Not um, at all. <laughs> I don't foresee any bad things, any bad things happening that. from that. Elon Musk is an innovator. He's a genius. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that's it for for this one. Steph, do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, I'm glad this episode is over. <laughs> I <laughs> look forward to the next movie. I think that I think we're gonna have fun the next movie. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I don't honestly remember which one. It I was is. gonna say. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I, I have like a vague idea. We have to review the production notes, but <laughs> I, like, I, I think I know which I one. I think is. I know what it is. But uh, yeah, we will be back in a couple weeks with our next episode. We hope that all you guys out there have a great Valentine's Day if you're celebrating. Um, if you're not, not, if you're not, have a good day anyway. Just you know, I call it stupid Cupid Day. Enjoy that half nice, off candy. Enjoy. Enjoy right, the half. Go, right, go right. get some half off candy and enjoy yourself. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Or, they... you know, celebrate Lupercalia. Sacrifice a dog and a goat. Well, not a dog. And then, well, that's how they do it. Not a dog. Well, that's how they do it. Don't, don't sacrifice a dog. Well, that's how they did it. Yeah, celebrate infertility. <laughs> celebrate it. Embrace it. Embrace, Embrace it. Embrace it. I'm embracing it. Me too. Not that I'm infertile, but I don't want kids, so. <laughs> I'm all about, yeah. We're, we're mentally infertile. We're mentally there infertile. We I love that. I love that. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I'm going to write that down. Well, happy Valentine's Day to all. Yes. And to all a good night. <laughs> uh, my name, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This has been Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. We'll catch you guys yeah, later. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.